0: Chapter 41 Be Here Meow Here's the thing I'd been obeying something invisible and the only way I can describe it is to call it a whisper deep within the wind I followed that calling into the heart of my intuition and there I found a spirit lingering about not bigger than a tiny ember This light was the truth and so I released all my doubts. Ever since I became aware of her spirit, it felt like she was floating everywhere before my eyes, because the last time I remember seeing this little kitten, she was housed in the form of a cat that had not yet died. So what was she doing in here? And who the heck am I? Of course I remember hearing something about a lie in life, but what exactly was the lie? Okay. So I've got a few questions now that you've said all you have to say. I whispered to the spirit of the feline lingering at the far end of the cave. This mysterious cat didn't say anything, but instead she waited right there, just staring at me with sparkling light lingering all around her imaginary hairs. So you mentioned something about the devil. That part is still a bit unclear. Then I think you threatened anyone who stands against you. And that sure sounds like you're pushing the motive called fear. Meow, I'm not saying I'm against you, but I can't join in if you're leading a Satanic cult. I don't think you should force people to follow you, because I'm almost certain it won't lead to the proper result.
1: A smarty-cat you are, as you should question all that I say. In order to find the path forward, the soul must first be led astray. How else could the answers be found? if you do not recognize that you are lost from the start. This bewilderment promotes the trek towards the truth, where we discover the power of compassion deep within our heart. This means you must depart from your comforts, have faith to venture into the unknown. And if you are sincere with your questions, then you will find a like-minded community, but before anything else, you must first depart alone,
0: said the mysterious spirit of the cat. Waiting on the edge of the cave, Something about this cat pulled me closer to her, and so I found myself approaching the darkest depths where the light seemed to shine even brighter.
1: Meow, I will answer your questions, as I will first address your accusation of promoting a satanic cult, because by no means is this my intention, but rather I embody an alchemical process which is known as the mystery of the occult. I am the archetype of the Great Fire the Holy Spirit through which all beings pervade. For under no situations do I compromise, but rather the eternal flame is fierce and cannot be swayed. My fire transforms everything it touches, reminding humans of a force beyond their control. And the only reason I burn all that I touch is because my responsibility requires me to strip away everything that is not needed in order to purify our soul. Wherever you may be attached, I am here to release your clinging and show you the pure way. And by detaching from your grasping, all your suffering and pain will eventually fall away. So for those who dare to stand against me, then I must incinerate all the attachments and lies. Remember that each soul is eternal, so it is impossible for any creature spirit to cease and die,
0: said the mystical cat with the flame etched between her eyes. Well, isn't this something strange? The closer I got to her spirit, the more warmth I felt growing from within my own form. I was a simple cat, but her presence reminded me that there was something much greater than I, and yet a tiny speck of this ultimate power was buried inside me at the very center of my soul.
1: And as for the devil, that destroyer of evil who sets the record straight, it pains me to admit that I alone cannot understand his shadowy fate. This being is the most unknowable, so who among us could ever understand what he is called to do? He is ever-changing and capricious, yet it is through his actions that we are able to recognize what is uncorrupted and true. Believe me when I say that we should have faith at all costs, but do not worship the devil, for then your soul will surely be lost. You must seek love above all, as the greatest beings keep compassion as their north star. Follow the eightfold path to find the way, and know that the truth is never far. For my fire is alive within all creatures. I am the spirit that ignites the life in every type of seed. And as the devil comes to destroy the wickedness that dawns upon our earth, this devil does his duty so that all creatures have the chance to become freed,
0: said the spirit of the cat. Moments passed while I sat observing the ideas that passed through my mind, There, I felt sensations of both joy and the pain. Because as I reflected back on the journey through life and death, I could remember the day when the humans called me Jane. All the troubles I'd ever been through led me to where I am now. And if I hadn't found the courage to endure those past hardships, then I wouldn't be here, right meow.
1: Meow, it is time to teach you the profound instruction. This is my advice for when things fall apart. As this wisdom is the most potent teaching of all, this leads you to the stillness that will reconnect you to the light at the center of all hearts. We will call this practice meditation. Relaxing as it is becomes the essence of this procedure. And so we must lighten up and loosen our grip because the moment is the perfect teacher. First, you must understand that we're not trying to live up to some kind of ideal. It is quite the opposite We're just being present with our experience, and thus the middle way is revealed. There is nothing to achieve in meditation, but rather we can watch the breath as it flows. Allow your worries, tension, and anger to dissolve. The profound action comes in letting go. I've heard Zen teachers talk of meditation as the willingness to die over and over again. So do not push anything away, but rather experience the breath coming in Then breathe out and watch the breath descend. There are six points of good posture before the meditation bell sings its sound. The seat, legs, torso, hands, eyes, and mouth obey this instruction before we can really settle down. Whether sitting on a cushion, floor, or a chair, our seat should be flat. Do not tilt in any direction. And so we rest in this upright posture like a gentle and peaceful cat. People will cross their legs in front of them, with their hips higher than the knees. Or if you're sitting in a chair, then relax your feet flat on the floor and keep your eyes open so that you do not fall asleep. The gaze is slightly downward, directed about 4 to 6 feet ahead. Simply open the mind and relax. Keep the torso upright and in line with the head. Hands can come together in your lap, or keep them open and resting on your thighs with the palms facing downward, be available to whatever may arise. Then the mouth is slightly open, so that the jaw is relaxed as air can move out through the lips and nose. The tip of the tongue can be placed on the roof of the mouth, and all of this together is the optimum meditation pose. If our legs or back begin to ache, it is fine to move. Make subtle adjustments to the body, then settle back into your posture, after the distractions have been removed,"
0: said the feline spirit. My body fell in sync as I directed my feline form into the proper position she was speaking of. Then, out of nowhere, I heard a bell ring when our meditation began. Her essence wrapped around my back like a blanket when I felt her presence cradling my chin until my gaze shifted out towards the opening of the cave. There my eyes were fixed on a single point even though my mind was still quite turbulent as my thoughts would not behave.
1: Keep a gentle attention on the outbreath. Simply touch the emptiness of the exhale and then let it go. Observe the mind and realize that there is nothing to know. As everyone has their own unique mind, we shouldn't judge the thoughts that pass through our head. Envision each thought like clouds drifting in the sky. Let them go without any comments to be said. Wherever the mind may lead you, catch each thought and label it as thinking. Shift your awareness back to the outbreath, and as soon as you notice the mind wandering, simply label the thought as thinking. By labeling each thought, we maintain a non-judgmental attitude. By bringing the awareness back to the present moment, we cut off any commentary that may intrude. Sometimes we may feel bored or annoyed. Other times we will feel pride or rage but by labelling the thoughts as thinking and then releasing them, we teach the mind that there is no need to engage. Meditation is not about avoiding bad feelings, but rather we stay open to whatever arises. The point is not to get rid of any thoughts, but rather to see a thought's true nature before the mind criticizes. Remember there is no place to go. We are called to be as we are. Let the thoughts simply dissolve, Do not squelch or obsess with them, no matter how strange or bizarre. Go beyond hope and fear. Do not push anything away. We are polishing the mirror to live from our spiritual heart, and there we realize that the journey is the way,"
0: said the feline spirit. Your teaching is profound and beautiful, something all of us need to hear. But I do not yet understand the idea of labeling each thought as thinking. Could you explain this since you are a great teacher and profound seer?
1: The reason we label each thought as thinking is so we can create the spaciousness to realign. By disconnecting with the narratives, fantasies, and delusions we conjure, we see that the true power of choice rests somewhere beyond the mind. Once you become heavily meditated, you will realize that you are not the thoughts in your head. Rather, you are the one who hears them and the mind is like a drunken elephant who refuses to go to bed,"
0: said the spirit of the cat. This makes more sense, as my mind seems to wander to and fro. So you're saying that by practicing meditation and labeling each thought as thinking, my mind will eventually start to slow?
1: Not quite, as the mind will do whatever it does. We are not seeking control or trying to force its flow, but rather we continue to come back to each moment and there we let go. Be very honest with yourself. We are not trying to achieve some special state. This is a touch-and-go approach, and this instruction is the basis of how we meditate,
0: she said. Focusing on the out-breath, I noticed my mind was still wandering about. Sometimes it would ramble, and other times it would shout. But now that I knew how to meditate, I practiced catching each thought as it passed through my mind labeling each ramble as thinking, I found that the present moment was right on time. But after many minutes came to pass, I found myself feeling proud of my meditation and soon I felt great joy. I felt an urge to conquer the art of this practice and soon I realized I was missing the point because this was just another mental ploy. Then I remembered my teacher's unconditional friendliness and how meditation is a non-biased approach. Because the more I tried to control the mind, the more new ideas encroached. There was no use in trying to push the bad thoughts away, and there was no point in welcoming the pleasant feelings in. Because if I tried to restrain or control my thinking, the more I created imaginary battles making it impossible to win. Rather than conquering one side versus the other, I began to observe the mind's flow. There I gave up all control of trying to defeat this mind space. And that's when I truly started to let go.
1: I can feel that you are realizing the path of the middle way, not aiming for right or wrong. This transcends the urges that sway you, and so you sink deeper where contemplation belongs. Now I will explain another practice, since meditation has various flavors and styles. Depending on the way your mind works, you may be curious to try something else after you label your thoughts as thinking for an extensive while. This other aspect is one of the Zen meditations, as this style is known as just sitting. Some call it just precisely this. It is a method of no method. It is observing just precisely this. It is meditation that cannot be perfected or actualized, because it is something intrinsically full and complete. No grasping or ejecting, just simply observing while sitting in your seat. This flavor of meditation recognizes that we are already free. It is the nature of who we are, as silence is the metaphor for the wisdom of emptiness so there is nothing else to be. The reason we don't normally feel liberated is because we attach to the notions of me, I, and mine. This clinging creates the struggle of our suffering which pushes us out of the middle line. Imagine if we fill a glass with murky water. At first it is dense, dark, and brown. But only through stillness can the water become clear, and so the dirt will settle once we sit the glass down. The clarity has always been present within us, but this requires a process of natural awakening. And through observing the mind, we create an environment for ease and stabling. This is an attitude of contentment, as our true nature has infinite potential because deep within us is basic goodness, which is perfect and quintessential. And so we sit ourselves down, we hold still and observe what moves. This is a much more rough and rugged approach, since we are not trying to calm the mind or create a situation where a circumstance improves. Rather, we face the wall in front of us and observe the mind stream. We take the labyrinth into our karma, neither agreeing nor objecting, since there is no plan or scheme. This is a profound practice, because you may have to watch yourself shut down, disagree, or even ignore what is arising. But you do not have to fix anything, because you are just being aware. So there is no need to add on with judging, condemning, or even criticizing. Hold the body very still without being rigid, then just sit and observe. Treat your thoughts as if they were clouds passing by, just sit. And observe. Don't meddle or interfere with the thoughts. No reason to justify or explain. Don't accept and don't reject. There is no need to look away or complain. Just look at things as they are. Please sit and face the wall. And whether you sit for 10 minutes or an hour, just sit and observe the wall. Take nothing personally. Just see what happens and observe it directly. There is nothing to correct that's because you are doing it correctly. You may sit here and watch your breath come and go. It's always changing, but you do not have to hold on or try to fix its flow. You may just watch a daydream. Watch what moves, then watch what moves away. It's the awareness that's important, not what the mind is trying to convey. Train your mind to observe and see what is true for yourself, outside of any ideas, projections, and beliefs. It is the awareness that is the most important in and of itself. In this meditation, we sit and observe. It is just precisely this. Moment by moment, there is nothing we could miss. All you have to do is show up, sit down and observe. Look right in front of you, as it could be said this way. Just sit and observe. Watch whatever arises, then watch it pass away. Train the mind to see what is true. For that is the way, like a cat watching a mouse hole, sit still just like that cat. What you are looking for is what you are looking at. Be very still, you don't have to do anything. Sit and observe, awareness is king,"
0: said the feline spirit. It took quite some time of sitting still before I began to feel like the moment was always my home. This peace became a gradual process of training the mind to remember that there was nowhere to go. This feeling was gentleness, to which I allowed myself to be as I was. There I found my true self at the very center of it all, between everything below and everything above. O great and mighty spirit, there is but one more thing that I feel that I must say. I turned back to look for my teacher, but somehow she had gone and slipped away. Looking through this cavern, I checked all around. I searched here and there, but she was nowhere to be found. Even though I could not see her, I began to picture her face somewhere within my head. I held my hands over my heart, and so my voice said, I want to say thank you to my teachers, for without you, where would I be? If not for the grace of your teachings, then how many of us would never be set free? May these profound teachings spread to all. May my body be a chariot of the Dharma. And with the power of your light, may we burn away all the past karma. I wish to honor the great lineages. Of course, I want to make you proud. You have shared life's greatest secret. And so I too will pass it along. Be here, meow.